Welcome to the Retirement Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Greg Gonzalez. My goal for the podcast is to help you live a better life in retirement by giving you the tools and information you need in a language that you can understand. Today's episode I've titled The Retirement Story Everyone Needs to Hear. You're going to really enjoy today's episode. Before we get started today, I wanted to remind everybody to check out our website, which is retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. That's retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. While you're on the website, you can check out my retirement secret sauce, as well as the 2020 tax guide. Both resources are free and you can download them right there online, as well as listen to previous podcasts. So check that out. You can also submit your listener questions right there on the website, or you can email me at greg at retirestl.com. That's greg at retirestl.com. I always love hearing your questions throughout the week, so don't be shy. Send any and all questions, and I'll be sure to get back with you. All right, let's get started with today's episode. This is the retirement story that everyone needs to hear. What I wanted to do was put together a case study about a hypothetical retiree in the year 2020. And I'm going to use actual facts and figures to put this story together. That's so easy, you'll be able to follow along and you'll be able to see what's ahead of them and what are the big challenges that this couple's going to face as they retire in the year 2020. So I first did some research so I knew what is the average age of someone who retires in the United States. So that's what I want my listeners to think about. What do you think is the average age of someone who retires in 2020? Do you think most people are waiting until 65 to claim Medicare? Or do you think the average age is somebody maybe in their late 50s, calling it quits a little early? And I'll give you a hint. For the last decade, this number has not changed. Okay, time's up. The average age of the American retiree in 2020 is age 62. And it has been for many, many years. And it will continue to be for many more years. The Social Security Administration tells us that 34% of people claim their benefit at age 62. It's the most popular age to claim your benefit. Now, that does not mean that for all those people, 62 is the optimal age to claim their benefit. What I'm saying is Social Security tells us that that's what they're doing. So let's picture the average couple in the United States that wants to retire this year in 2020. We know that they're probably 62 years old. If they're the average couple, they were probably born in 1958. We're going to assume that they turned 62 this year. So born in 1958, what we'll do is we'll look back at the most common baby names of babies who were born in 1958. And I did that. And for boys, the most common baby name in 1958 was Michael. And the most common girl name for a baby girl was Mary. So we'll call this couple, our 62-year-old couple, Michael and Mary. Okay, so we gave our nice couple names. We know when they were born. We know how old they are. We're going to only assume one more thing about them, and that is that they are both non-smokers. 
The Centers for Disease Control did a study in 2018 that showed that 14% of U.S. adults were smokers. So this assumption's not too far off base. So our happy 62-year-old non-smoking couple, Michael and Mary, are planning for the best years of their lives, their retirement years. And whenever you're planning for something this important, maybe it's a big vacation, maybe it's a journey, you need to know how long it's going to last. It makes planning a lot easier if you know how long the vacation's going to last. Then you know what to wear, what to pack, and how to plan ahead. It's the same with retirement. The only thing about retirement is no one has an expiration date on their birth certificate. So we have to use the best information that's available to us. So that's what I wanted to look at next is the experts call this a joint life expectancy, which means how long are Michael and Mary going to be around? How long are they going to live? And you can look at actuary tables. You can look at all this data. What you'll find is, on average, women outlive men by five years. So in our example, Mary statistically will outlive Michael. And our question is, at what age is Mary projected to pass away? The experts call this a joint life expectancy. So if they're 62 today, how long is their retirement projected to last? If you said 30 years or age 92, which is two ways of saying the same thing, then you would be correct. And again, the only assumption we made is that these two nice people are non-smokers and live in the United States. Now, if I was talking to Michael and Mary, and they were real people, and I told them, hey, statistically, you have a joint life expectancy of 30 years, meaning we've got to make sure that your retirement income lasts for 30 years. Michael and Mary are going to look at each other and say, there's no way, there's no way Michael or Mary is going to be around at age 92. That's just not possible. Because when two 62-year-olds are thinking about how long they're going to be around, they think backwards instead of forwards. In other words, they look at their parents and their grandparents at how long they lived, and they can't imagine being around at age 92, or at least a lot of people think that way. But if I was talking to Michael and Mary, I would ask them one simple question. Do you think it's a safe bet to assume that people will continue to live longer in the future due to all these medical technologies and medical breakthroughs that are on the horizon? I think you'll find that the average couple, 62-year-old couple, will agree that there's a good chance that people will continue to live longer. Now, when you're thinking about yourself and maybe your spouse and your own life expectancy, I'm going to throw one more variable into the equation. And that is, I'm assuming for this study, this experiment that we're doing, that Michael and Mary are the average couple, which means they have access to average healthcare. Now, many of the people listening to this are way above average. Throughout your life, you have had access to top quality healthcare, so you can't consider yourself the average person. So in that scenario, you're going to be looking at a life expectancy even longer than 30 years or age 92. My great-grandmother passed away at 101, 
she had access to phenomenal healthcare her entire life, so it's entirely possible to live well beyond age 92. In this case, we're only talking about the average person out there. So Michael and Mary are planning for the next 30 years of their lives. They're assuming they're just average people, an average non-smoking couple. So they'll ask themselves, what has happened in the last 30 years that we can learn for the next 30 years? If history is any guide, and I'll argue it's the only guide we have, we can certainly find key takeaways from the last 30 years. Let's take a step back in time. So today, it's 2020, year 2020. So 30 years ago was 1990. What did 1990 look like? Do you remember? Do you know how much a postage stamp was in 1990? Do you know what a postage stamp costs today? A postage stamp in 1990 was 25 cents. Today, it's probably really underpriced because the Postal Service is losing billions of dollars a year, but it's 55 cents. Let's think back to how much wages have gone up in the last 30 years. So in 1990, think about what the minimum wage was or might have been. And think about what the minimum wage is today. If we look out in California, the minimum wage is $13, $14. There's even some areas that are approaching $15 an hour minimum wage. The national minimum wage right now is $7.25. There are very few states that you'll find $7.25 minimum wage. But in 1990, the national minimum wage was $3.80. I read a book that was called Fast Food Nation, and it said that one in every eight Americans at some point in their life worked at McDonald's. That's just a crazy number. McDonald's has what's called a Big Mac Index, which basically tracks the price of a Big Mac every year since it was created. In 1990, do you know how much one Big Mac at McDonald's costs? It cost about $2.20 average across the United States. In 2020, 30 years later, do you know what the average cost of a Big Mac in the United States costs? It's $5.67. Look how much the price of a Big Mac went up in 30 years. Let's look back 30 years to see what the cost of a new vehicle, MSRP, was. Let's consider a popular car that's been around since, I guess, since the mid-1960s. Let's look at the cost of a base model Ford Mustang. Do you know how much a base model Ford Mustang sold for in 1990? A lot less than today. A base model Ford Mustang in 1990, the MSRP was under $9,500. Do you have any idea what a base model Ford Mustang MSRP runs this year in 2020? I'll give you five seconds to guess. All right. If your guess was 26395 you would be correct. And that is just the base model 2020 Ford Mustang. It only goes up from there. Let's look at one more cost 30 years ago versus today. Many retirees are concerned about the cost of healthcare expenses throughout their retirement. So why don't we look at the cost of Medicare Part B today versus 30 years ago in 1990? Medicare Part B every month starts at $144.60 
in 2020, this year. It just went up from 2019. And that's where it starts. It's income-based. So for the lowest income people, it's $144.60 per month. The majority of the people that are collecting Social Security, it comes right out of your Social Security benefit. So think about 30 years ago, what did the cost of Medicare Part B? What was it in 1990? It was $28.60 per month. Let me repeat that. 30 years ago, Medicare Part B was $28.60 per month. That's what it started at. And today, it starts at $144.60 per month. Wow. It really, really went up over 30 years. Wow. If my calculator is correct, that's 5.6% annual increase for 30 years. Pretty big raise. So all of these have gone up dramatically over 30 years. From the price of a Big Mac, to a price of a Ford Mustang, to a postage stamp, Medicare Part B, all of these costs are going up dramatically. My own father will tell you, he paid more for his last car than he did for his first house. Isn't that incredible? Let's imagine you retired 30 years ago in 1990, and you had a fixed pension of $2,000 per month, and every single year, the price of a stamp went up, the price of a Big Mac went up, the price of a new Ford went up, the price of Medicare Part B went up, yet your fixed $2,000 a month pension stayed the exact same year in and year out. Do you see the big problem here? What we found looking at the past 30 years is that the cost of living went up about 3% a year. So what does that mean in real terms? It means in 2020, it took $2.44 to buy what $1 bought in 1990, 30 years ago. Imagine if our couple, Michael and Mary, that were 62 this year in 2020, if they had lunch with a 92-year-old, what a 92-year-old would tell them about being retired for 30 years. For those people that take a fixed income, a fixed monthly pension, into 30 years of rising living costs, do you see how dangerous that is? Any 92-year-old will tell you how much things change in 30 years. And ask any 92-year-old about Social Security and how much of a cost of living did they get over the last 30 years of receiving Social Security. I would bet that the 92-year-old would tell you, yes, their Social Security got raises, but not nearly enough. I would also bet that the 92-year-old would tell our nice couple, Michael and Mary, who are 62, that they should expect prices to double, if not triple, during their retirement over the next 30 years. That's one of the biggest challenges that Michael and Mary face over the next 30 years is getting a lifestyle sustaining income which keeps up with the rising cost of living over the next 30 years of retirement. Ask anyone who retired 30 years ago on $50,000 with maybe a fixed pension and social security. They're in tough shape right now. $50,000 in 2020 is not $50,000 in 1990. The next big difference 
in 2020 versus 1990, think about what interest rates were in 1990. Interest rates were high. In 1990, mortgage rates were 10 to 10.5%. Now, what are they, 3 4%? But think about what you could earn on your money in 1990 versus today. In 1990, you could buy a CD that paid 75 to 8.5%, depending on when you bought it in 1990. Today, what do CDs pay? Practically nothing. This makes it very, very difficult for our lovely couple, Michael and Mary, who want to retire in 2020. So what can we take away from this? Well, if you're Michael and Mary, you're 62 years old, you're a non-smoking couple, you can expect a plan on a 30-year journey of retirement. What does that mean? That means that your money is going to have to last for the next 30 years, if not longer. We can also learn from history. If the past 30 years are any guide, and again, I argue it's the only guide that we have as history, we know that throughout the next 30 years, your living costs are going to double, if not triple. Think about healthcare in this country and healthcare over the next 30 years. And think about Medicare Part B premiums. Do you think they're going to go up like they have in the past? If you think they're going to stay the same or go down, I think you're dreaming. In fact, I would anticipate that they go up by the same, if not more, than they have the last 30 years. Next, we have to all agree that this is a very challenging time for our nice 62-year-old non-smoking couple, Michael and Mary, because interest rates are so low. CD rates are very, very low. Bonds are paying very little interest. But Michael and Mary's goal is the same goal as they would have had if they retired 30 years ago. Their goal is to live a comfortable retirement. They are looking for a lifestyle sustaining income. What that means is an income in retirement that keeps up with the cost of living. If they can accomplish that, they will never get to the point where they're concerned about running out of money. What they learned from their 92-year-old friend was that going into 30 years of rising living costs with a fixed income, such as maybe a fixed monthly pension, is financial suicide. So Michael and Mary are going to be in great shape because they know what's ahead of them in the next 30 years. And if you're the 62-year-old out there, you know what's ahead of you over the next 30 years, from 2020 until 2050. There's an old saying that says, how do you climb to the top of a mountain? Well, you ask the people that are coming down from the top of the mountain how they did it. I hope you enjoyed our discussion today about our 62-year-old couple, Michael and Mary, and the challenges they have ahead of them in a 30-year retirement. We got a chance to look back to 30 years ago in 1990 and how things have changed over the past 30 years. Mark Twain once said that history doesn't repeat itself, but it often rhymes. I think there's a lot we can learn about today's discussion and how you can plan for a successful 30-year retirement. Thanks for listening to today's episode, and remember, check out our website, which is retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. While you're there, you'll want to download my free retirement secret sauce and our free 2020 tax guide. Until next time, remember, always dream big. 
The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, please consult your attorney, financial advisor, or tax advisor prior to investing. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member of FINRA, SIPC.